This is Mike Corey from ESPN, and you're listening to the Sports Objective Podcast, the unofficial podcast of the Pirates. Welcome in, should I say double overtime, because we had overtime for the Pirates. You got uh, more than than the money. Uh, man, it's been a – what a game tonight. 88-78, Pirates win in overtime. What is this now? The biggest cheerleader for the Pirates is Kyle from the Grange Barber. What's up, dude? Ron Ross has been Bob. I mean, uh, good to beat the Seahawks tonight. Uh, win by 10. That was the most stressful 10-point victory I think I've ever experienced. A lot of drama, right? Hey, by the way, I've got a – if I had a hat on, I would tip my hat to you, Bubba Rosenbaum, because you were hesitant last night. You remember that? You were hesitant last night when Kyle and I were like, oh, yeah, they're definitely going to cover. I thought they were going to win by 13, and you're like – and you were debating. Do you remember that? Absolutely. I was – as soon as I pre- <clears throat> predicted the 85-74 victory, I was like, that's way too much. And then in the first half, I thought, well, hey, maybe I'm going to be right. And then in the second half, I thought, well, no, I should have gone with my my second instinct. <laughs> well, when we were down, when we were down 10, my friend, I thought about you. I said, man, what Bubba said last night, as long as we beat the Seahawks by one point, that's all we need. Who cares right now? I was like, I don't care about covering right now. I just want to win by one. And lo and behold, we go to overtime. And then when I looked and saw the final score, being 88-78, I was like, oh, wow, we covered. <laughs> How strange was that, Kyle? Yeah, it was. I, I was uh, I was up with the end of regulation. I was up in miles a shot would count, but unfortunately, uh, just a couple tenths of a second off. It's hard to get a shot off with that little time left. But yeah, uh, 20... went to overtime and, you know, um, he dominated in overtime, and I think that speaks to the depth of the team. And, and Jaden had a terrible game, but a great overtime. Uh so it was good to see him step up and play like the leader of the team he is in OT. Yeah, and Bubba, one of the things that was really surprising to me and for both of you is the fact we talked about it uh, here pre-show was the very fact that they tried to – here's what I, the way I felt like. You had the worst possible thing that could happen to the Pirates tonight happened early. Jaden Gardner gets his second foul. But this is not 2018, his freshman year. This is his junior year. And you've got a, a cast of characters around him. Uh, his sophomore campaign was tremendous. He should have been AAC Player of the Year. You have guys last year was kind of like a learning curve for him. They were not healthy. He had, what, seven injuries last year on the team. No excuses. But you fast forward tonight, and I say this all the time with sports or anything, but ex- experience breeds confidence. And you saw the experience breed confidence. And then you have guys like Farrakhan, and you got more, like Kyle said, yeah, more depth, and uh, Wilmington's a good, uh, good team. They're young, and they've got they're a great coach, uh, great coaching staff. They have a lot going for them. But the one thing missing from them was the experience. It looks like playing together, and also the uh, the depth. I mean, man, that Sims kid 
was doing his normal thing, shooting out of his mind. I think Bubba, he had, what, 28 points tonight, but it wasn't enough. And Pirates did a good job in the first half with him, most of the first half, as Bubba and I were talking about earlier. But it was really the late in the first half and the second half that he started being the Sims player, and he we just couldn't stop him. Yeah, and what what you know one one thing I find interesting is how much better we played uh, as a team when Jaden got in foul trouble. The other guy stepped up, and you know in, in the second half, I, I thought they came too reliant on trying right. to get the ball to Jaden, and then I thought Jaden was a little. Mm, I don't want to say lazy. I thought he got a little uh, complacent tonight just trying to get the ball inside and get fouled rather than trying to drive it to the hoop and make shots. And uh, just was, was it's not going to work. That's not that kind of basketball. It, it didn't, it really didn't even work against Wilmington because they weren't calling a lot of fouls tonight. And right. uh, when you're playing somebody like SMU, playing like that, damn sure ain't going to work. You need it. And I think what's, what's good about tonight, I think there's a lot to be learned. From that game tonight, um, the, both the first half, second half, and overtime, I think there's a lot to be learned from that game tonight. I think there's a lot that, that Dooley could take from that game field and coach uh, things we don't need to do, can't do, and what we do need to do. And the good thing is he can use that 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 tape after a win. We, we didn't have to lose to learn from the mistakes we made. And, uh, you know, guys have got to learn to step up with Jaden in. You know, that's only going to make Jaden better. If guys yes. will step up and make those perimeter shots and do the things they did when Jaden fouled out, or not fouled out, but they took him out because of fouls, you know, if they'll step up and do those things with him in the game, then that's just going to get him open. You know, it's going to have to – guys aren't going to be able to double-team him. So, you know, uh, just I'm glad we found a way to win. Hey, by the way, I'm going to put that out there. Like the four horsemen, Kyle, you're a big – <laughs> do the four horsemen. I'm not doing the four horsemen. I actually talk about the four and oh, the first time since 2013 14 season. Uh, and it's the only this is what's amazing, Kyle. The fourth time, the fourth time, not in recent time, the fourth time in modern history that we have won. That's the division one era. And you look at the 0203, Bill Harian, you have in there, uh, obviously, with um with Lebo, and now here we are under Dooley. So just incredible. 4-0 start. You would think that we would have more of those. but uh, it, makes me, um, it makes me wish um, that we had a, a – a, you know, because you get in conference play, and it's, it's a whole other animal. Um, not that I don't think we can compete in the conference this year because we can. But I just wish we had more non-conference games. I, I think we could really run our record up with yeah. non-conference wins this year. And then, you know, if we're middle of the pack in the American, you know, we, we would we would probably maybe even be like a 20-win team. But it's going to be hard with only seven non-conference games to get that kind of win total, you know, with playing so many conference games. But who knows, man? I, I think if this team can keep getting better each and every game, who knows what, what kind of record they can end up with. Well, I mentioned to both of you before the uh, – not to say that we can win every single game – um, obviously, you have the North Florida game. Uh, all these games are, are not saying you're it's a slam dunk, you're going to win them, but they're winnable no. games. Uh, but you look at the North Florida game, you feel like you got a good shot there. You have six days off, you're at SMU. That's going to be a tough task. Um, so if somehow um, you, you never know what could happen, but uh, certainly you would like to think we'd be 5 and 0 going into that game. 
But after that, you have JMU. They've got a great program, but that's a winnable game. You look at the uh, – you're going to have in there coming up. Uh, you have for the Tulane is in there on the 22nd. You have at Wichita State on my dad's birthday. And normally, guys, I would say that's like climbing Mount Everest. But this year, they've got so much stuff, off the court stuff, that I'm not saying they're a bad team. And it's at Wichita State. But that, I mean – You've got both Tulane games in a matter of, what, 10 days? And they're predicted to be the worst. So you're looking at – and the other thing, Bubba, I want to mention to you, I haven't even had a chance to talk to you. I noticed tonight, uh, I was mentioned to Kyle right before the show started, we don't play uh, Houston to February 3rd, and it's home, and the very fact we only play them one time, and it's February 3rd. So who knows what the season's going to look like, but it just seems like the scheduling gods is in our favor too, where normally – We'd have a lot of tough games back to back to back. Um, but this particular case, everything is falling together. It uh, seems like in line and together. And um, I'm not saying we're going to win 27 games straight. Um, but I think our chances of uh, – I wish. I wish. But I would like to see the fact – Kyle, my prediction is I think we finished sixth in the conference um, out of 11 teams. And I think we've got a shot at that if you look at our schedule. And the very our conference schedule, I think we got a shot at. We'll see, but um, uh, only the game, only the fourth game of the season. I'm not gonna get too crazy, but I like our, I like where we are now versus where we were last year. Yeah, of course. I, I don't, I don't know where we're gonna finish in the conference standings. So there's a, a lot of basketball to be played before we, you know, even need to have those conversations. But uh, I, I definitely think we have a chance to. Uh, be a middle of the pack, you know, teams, yeah. you know, seventh, sixth, fifth. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Um, but you, you'd like to go, you'd like to go seven and oh out of con. Is it six? How many? We got North Florida. Seven. JMU. Is that, who, well, who, who we have seven. Have? Knock-ons. You have North the Florida JMU and who? Let's just one more. Hang on. Hang on. I mean, I switched screens. Okay. Uh, so coming up, let's see. We had Wilmington tonight. We have North Florida, JMU. That's six. Oh, it's only six conference games. Not conference. Yeah, but we can play seven. Seven. Are we going? Are we going? Right. Are we adding another one, Bubba? Do you know? I've not seen anything. I. They I, wanted to, but I don't know if they are. Yeah, I, that's what I heard. They wanted to add a game, but I haven't heard anything on that. Uh, we we have time. We have time. I did see some talk on social media. Um, I did see some talk on social media of maybe potentially uh, adding Old Dominion uh, prior to that game on the 16th against SMU. So that would okay. be interesting, and that would be a obviously a quality opponent uh, sure. and a program yeah. that a program that's been in the top 25 in the recent past. Uh, Old Dominion. Oh, uh, in, in, in Norfolk or Greenville? Do you know? I do not know. That would be a good point. And, and, there, and there may not be anything to that. It's just something. I don't know if that was just speculation or, or if there's if it's substantial. Well, if you can play one more conference game and, and you and you've got that amount of time in between uh, North Florida and SMU, then I think you do it. You can find somebody to play. I mean, uh, you know, I, there, there's enough Division One basketball schools in this in, in this yep. area to be sure you can find somebody to play. 
There's 18, right, Bubba? <laughs> uh, you can listen to our well, preview. That's North Carolina that we alone. We haven't even got. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, in our state alone, there's enough that you could. You would think you could add a game here and there, especially the old daggone games. Well, what's Campbell it's, doing? It seems like we always play Campbell. What, what, what are the Campbells up to? That's a good point. And they're another one that's kind of like a rival game that we always talk about Charlotte and Wilmington. But Campbell is a great game every year, it seems like. Yeah, let's play somebody. I mean, I, you, you would figure for going to that, that announcement will be coming up here pretty soon. That's something yeah. you guys can uh, – you, you Dave, uh, Bubba, if you if either one of you take part in the press conference Thursday after uh, after uh, North Florida, that's a question for for Dooley. All right, Coach Dooley, we're going to ask you that. <laughs> um, that will be no. It's it's a great point because you know we had the situation where uh, we don't go down to the Gulf Coast Showcase, and then we scramble around and we got the great uh, two. We were going to get two games. Uh, and then we only got one. We got the Charlotte game. Well, we made up with that. We made up for that with the Wesleyan. Yeah. Yeah. So if we could get one more, you're right, Kyle. That would be that. That would be huge, and it, it could be the difference of. Uh, I'm telling you, if you have a special year, we might be able to get to sneak into the NIT. Um, and that's one of those things that would be a huge. I'm not saying we will, but you never know with the way 2020's been. It's been crazy and. Maybe one thing would go into our favor. Yeah, who knows? Uh, you know, I, I, in my opinion, if there's no CBI, I'd like to see them expand the field of the NIT. Uh, Amen. This year, but I, they probably won't. But it would, it would. Be, I, I, I thought the NIT should. I, I've kind of thought they should be gone to 64 for a while. I think it would create a lot more excitement. Yeah. I think there's enough college basketball teams out there to to support it and do away with. There's the CBI 350. Percent. Exactly. Yeah, there's 357 and, teams, and just, so it's not like and just do away with the CBI and the CIT, and 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 that would uh, you know, it would it would be it'd be a lot of fun. You give you, it would be something legitimately, you know. And I'd get excited about the CBI, but if you just you know just think if you know the C, if you we read the NIT, it would uh, you know the the excitement Pirate Nation would have. With the lack of success we've had in basketball, it would uh, it would be through the roof. Oh my roots. god! Yeah, oh, yeah not only that, but the CIT. I mean, think about what we would yeah, exactly. NIT. And others. I'm glad you mentioned that, Kyle, because I was thinking about when we were on that run in the first half, and Bubba, um, you know, we uh, it lived up to his name. I was going to say that earlier in the show. I forgot. Um, War on the shore. But can you imagine when that run in the first half with the uh, fans in the stands? That place would have been the roof would be oh, coming off. I mean, just, just imagine the it's end of unbelievable. the game in overtime. Yeah. I mean, it would have yeah. been it would have been electric. Can you imagine with that shot by JJ at the end? If the fans yeah. would have been in there, they would have been booing yeah. like crazy. The refs, but uh, I, it was uh, a good call, but I hated it. Was, no, it was hated good. It was <laughs> but you know, we took care of business in overtime. Bubba, you got anything to say about the game, man? Are you? Uh, yeah, I was just waiting. I was waiting to be able to chime in. Uh, well, you can just tell me to shut the hell up. No, no. It was <laughs> Some some viewers uh, on on YouTube, um, Conan uh, Conan C chiming in. Also McLean Anderson, uh, going back to the schedule talk. Conan C says Tulane, and obviously spell check or not spell check, but autocorrect got him there. Hitachi State talking about Wichita State. Hitachi State, all right. <laughs> Had to put that one up there, but 
as far as Wichita State's concerned, think back to our experience there last year. We were going in playing excellent basketball. That was during the stretch. That was our only loss in seven games. And, and we took them down to the wire a season ago. So our guys know what it's like to have, have success there. And this year they won't have to contend with um, at least as much of a crowd as they would typically have, you know, 10,000 strong uh, there in Wichita. And so I, I definitely um, like our chances of uh, win, winning there if we play the way we can play. And uh, and then you also have McLean chiming in. He said he'd like to play Houston twice. It's, it's an opportunity to obviously up our net, which is the, the basketball version of the RPI. Uh, and it would take probably top three to be considered for an at-large. Uh, the, the, the AAC is down this year. We'll, we'll see. Um, well, you yeah, know I, what? If we're, I, if we're, if we're in those conversations where we're where we're being considered for an at-large to the NCAA, and then, uh, good God, I <laughs> that'd be tremendous. Whether we play Houston once or twice, get them, maybe yeah. get them the second time in the tournament. That'll help our RPI. He also makes another excellent point um, as far as the Ivy League um, not playing, so that that puts a bid on the table as far as the auto bid. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, uh, auto bid turned. Uh, Turn it Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, by the way, McLean, can we uh, schedule Hitachi State for our other non conference game? That would be fantastic. Yeah. That'd be great. I'd go to Japan. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Autocorrect to get you, man. The, uh, the, uh, the phones, they, uh, yeah. By the way, I've never said ducking in my life. So. And then, um, all right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I got it. Okay. Uh, all right. But I, had um, it on mute. I was laughing. I had it on mute. Sorry. Okay. All right. Duck you. But, but getting back to the, the second half comeback or after they had gone on that 30 to six run, that's a game, um, like Johnny Gardner and I were talking uh, dur during the game that in previous years we, we would have lost when we were still. Trailing by six, six, 10, uh, 67, 57 with six minutes left. And we went on that 11 and 0, 11 to 0 run to take the one point lead. And then we still had some lead changes after that. And uh, so many clutch shots down the stretch by Batumba Broody. Uh, he really had a coming out party tonight, career high 17 points. Yes, and he we'll did. Over, and uh, we'll go over the scoring uh, on the whole uh, here in just a few minutes. And put it up on the screen for you for people watching live on YouTube and Facebook, but 17.6 rebounds. Batumba, I think he was something like seven out of 11 from the floor. He shot a very good percentage, whatever it was, maybe a seven out of 13, but he shot over 50%, so whatever the case. And it was a key you think time. Bubba didn't? He, he hit big shots at key times. And, 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 he, and he scored in a variety of ways. And I think he finished with – at least two, maybe three, three-pointers and some other perimeter shots. He scored going to the basket uh, mid-range, and then he also scored a time or two on fast breaks where he made contested shots. Yeah, you know, he, he had to make a good point about we would have lost that game, even last year probably. And yeah. uh, they, uh, they, they, they they wanted to win. You, you can see the, the want, the desire, and the, and the intensity that the, the, they believe they're supposed to win. Uh, and that's one thing you hadn't seen in, with pirate basketball a whole lot over the years. Uh, these guys think they're supposed to win these games. 
And going along with that, Kyle, and you'll hear this from Coach Dooley himself here in a few minutes um, with the post-game audio, but um, Coach Dooley specifically said, I told the guys that a lot of people are turning their TVs off right now. Uh, they're going to find find out uh, that we aren't going away. So just, just remember that. Um, our guys this year, um, different different team, and um, yep. they're finding a way to win these games instead of uh, you know, crumbling down the stretch. No, well, there's a reason for it. There's a reason for it, and that is because they have the – another thing is before, guys, one thing I was thinking about in the first half, Bubba, and Kyle, is the fact that how many times we talk to guys on air, off air, at games, guys are former players, guys that – you know, love the game, just Pirate fans. Uh, we talked to – when Dooley came here, we only had three American players, and one of them was Jaden Gardner. Um, the and then, France. Yeah. And uh, basically right now we're – I love that joke. That was fun, funny. Uh, basically right now what we have is we have a situation where we have a whole team that belongs in American. And you look at – I'll tell you one thing. If we ever get the, uh, I've said this all along, but you're looking at the backcourts, fantastic. You look at the wing players, fantastic. Long wing, athletic. You look at the physicality for these guys now. When they attack the basket, um, Kyle, you brought up the point about the perimeter, but when they attack the basket, they are a dangerous team in the American. But when they do the finesse where we're just going to pass it around and uh, you know it's your time, you know it's my, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, they're going to lose a lot of games, so they can't do that. Just passing, it was almost like they no, were trying. It's fine, to it's fine to play on the per, it's fine to play on the perimeter and then try to get your outside shot going. But when you got the size advantage, like we did tonight against Wilmington, yeah. drive to the basket, take it inside. I mean, I know they were they were they were doubling and triple teaming inside, but I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't know, man. You you got to be able to take advantage of your size, and we we found a way to win tonight. Uh, by playing good defense and, and hitting some perimeter shots. Yeah, talking about hitting some perimeter shots, um, we haven't even talked that much, if if at all, about J.J. Miles and uh, the performance he had. 22 points, um, six out of seven from three-point range, and just um, just absolutely on fire all night tonight and knocking down, down knocking down clutch shots. <laughs> and... Um, you know, taking a look, um, Brennan chiming in, just talking about the, the perimeter shooting. And uh, he, he said that J.J. Miles was an absolute beast tonight. And then just the team as a whole from three shot it so well tonight. And uh, taking a look at those numbers, as a team from the floor, we were 31 out of 68, 45.6%. But from three, we were 14 out of 24, 58.3%. When have we shot 58% from three-pointers for three-point land? I mean, that's been a long time, I would think, Bubba. Yeah, I, I didn't have time to go back and check, but that's obviously one of the better numbers we've put up in, in quite a while. And uh, we shot it well from the free throw line again, despite UNC Wilmington. Uh, UNC Wilmington did uh, get there twice as much as we did, and they, they had – Seven more makes than we did attempts, uh, 21 out of 28 for, for UNC Wilmington. And that was really uh, what was keeping them in the ball game in the first half. Uh, you know, we we built that first half lead of 16, and uh, they had at least about half their points or, or close to it from the free throw line to uh, 
to remain in the ball game and gave them a chance in the second half to make the comeback that they did. Um, then look at 24 assists, and that's an awesome number. Uh, obviously, 18 turnovers, that's got to gotta improve. That's far and away the most double. we've had all year, but it's also far and away the most pressure we've seen all year and most most athleticism and quickness we've seen all year. So yeah. that's it's not all that surprising to me. Not that I necessarily thought it'd be 18, but I thought we'd have probably, probably 15 tonight with it being the first time we had seen that type of pressure. Uh, and well, some of that, though, Bubba was—I I thought in the second half was—you, was, you, yeah, Wilmington had gave us a lot of pressure, but some of that at one point in that game was sloppy play. Oh, absolutely! It was, it definitely, I, I definitely was not saying that uh, like it was uh, all forced turnovers by, by any stretch. Because a lot, a lot of it, like you're saying, uh, was not feeding the ball to the post from the correct angle and trying to feed it there from the wing, like Coach Dooley references in his post-game remarks. Um, it's, you got to try to make that uh, entry pass from the top of the key some and, um, you know, put it at the right trajectory. We're throwing it flat at times as well. Um, so when other teams front Jaden Gardner, which is obviously going to happen, then we got to be able to take advantage of it. Um, as far as individual numbers, and we talked about J.J. Miles, 22 points, six, six out of seven from three. Um, Batumba had the career high of 17. Uh, Jaden had his 24th career double-double, and that, and that now ranks tied for fifth all-time at East Carolina uh, with, with Errol Bean. And, uh, wow. and also uh, Jim Fairley from back in the 60s, I think. And then uh, also um, you had – Tristan Newton, uh, who had a solid game after yeah. struggling against Radford, he nearly had a double-double, 10 points and eight assists, uh, while he only committed two, maybe three turnovers. So pretty yeah. good floor, floor game tonight on the whole from Tristan Newton. And then you yep. talked about Sims, Jalen Sims for UNC Wilmington right there, just above his average, 28 points, seven rebounds, nearly got half his points from uh, the free throw line. Uh, 11 made free throws for Sims, and then you also had Harvey Okuru and then uh, Bridgen, the uh, Holy Cross transfer. Those three um, reached double figures with 14, 12, and 11, respectively. Yeah, Harvey, a big part of that game in the second half, guys, towards the end. I can't remember the mi what minute mark it was, but when he fouled out, uh, what was that, two or three minutes left of regulation? Two minutes, I think. But when he fouled out, that was a, that was a big break for us. Yeah, no doubt it helped. It helped for sure. Because, you know, you have a guy like him to score and take him out, and that helped us, obviously, Wes, uh, in overtime. Uh, just now, thank you so much for everybody uh, watching tonight. Obviously, we got uh, we post-game audio. Just a second, we have, obviously, J.J. Miles, Jaden Gardner, and Coach Dooley. We'll hear their comments, and uh, we're going to keep doing the overtime. We obviously love this program uh, with Joe Dooley and company. and. Uh, do every single game so we appreciate you guys uh ladies obviously tuning in tonight if you have a question comment put it up there on youtube and facebook and we'll get it to you and uh appreciate it very much by the way again next game will be on thursday kyle your favorite time what time is it kyle on thursday yeah 5 p.m i, I uh, <laughs> uh somebody needs to somebody needs to answer the question of why we are having these 5 p.m. tip-offs on weeknights. I don't believe it's predicated 
by ESPN Plus. I just if it is, um, then then I'll stand then I'll I'll, I'll stand corrected. But I just don't see why ESPN Plus is not a it's not a television service. I don't see what why they would care what time we started our games. Um, it's streaming, so uh, I don't know why we're doing that. Um, but uh, it really makes it tough to get home. I was home in time tonight to uh, to stream it, but. You know, not everybody else has that opportunity. That's getting off time for a lot of people. Hell, some people don't get off the six for later. So, uh, I don't know. Right. It is what it is. As long as we keep winning, yeah. we can play it at 5 a.m. Just win a baby. That's right. And Bubba, I know that we have the post-game audio, and I'll pitch it to you. Hey, right wait, 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 wait. Before you pitch it to Bubba with the post-game audio, guys, I'm going to say my good nights and my goodbyes, and it'll be okay. a two-man show from here on out. I have got – to hit the sack, go to bed, go to sleepy land, as Bubba would like for me to say. <laughs> I, uh, I uh, first day back at work today after being on COVID quarantine, so my ass is worn out. And uh, happy for the win. We'll we'll be I'll be back with y'all on Thursday. Hopefully, celebrate another other win against North Florida and see if we get off to a five and zero start. Y'all take it from here. Go Pirates! All right, salute. Get some rest here, Kyle. And uh, Bubba, we uh, it's kind of like a game of Survivor. It's down to you and me, my friend. Yeah, and we took part in the post-game Zoom with Coach Joe Dooley. And uh, in addition to Jane Gardner and J.J. Miles, we'll have their comments here shortly. Uh, but right now, let's go to that audio with the head coach of the Pirates, Joe Dooley. Well, obviously, an unbelievable game of run. I thought we were very good the, the first 20 minutes and then that – Second team, man, or the start of the second half, 13 minutes were absolutely horrific. Uh, a lot of it attributed to, to Wilmington's effort. Uh, great effort, made some shots, got some confidence, and sort of put us on our heels. And then I thought our guys did a nice job of recalibrating. We're down 10. We did some good things, made some big plays, got some timely stops, and uh, it was a good comeback win. Coach, it seems like you guys just couldn't miss in the first half. Um, just how big was it for you guys to start shooting that well early on? Well, it was good. It was a great start. And the other thing was we, we didn't turn the ball over. We, we moved the ball. We had great assist turnover ratio. I mean, our, most of our baskets were assisted. And I thought that really helped us. I thought we really moved the ball well. And then, you know, start the second half, I believe it was a 30 to 6 run. But a lot of those were how many of those were off of live ball turnovers that we just threw the ball to them. And we got out of sync and got a little bit out of rhythm. And then they, they really took advantage and made a great comeback, uh, put us on our heels, and uh, way too many live ball turnovers. Coach, how hard is that at halftime when you're doing everything went so easily in the first half? How hard is it for them to understand that you got to play two halves? Well, we talk about it all the time, even in practice, you can't turn it on and turn it off. I mean, you know, practice, if you turn it down a little bit, all of a sudden it gets a little bit sloppy. And you just talk about that. Was something we talked about immediately after the game is you can't relax for a second. You got to even get, you know, because you know they're going to make a run. You know, you're hoping not going to make a, a run like that that they, that they put on us. But if you knew they were going to make a run and they made some shots they you know they had us you know discombobulated we were throwing the ball all over the place and uh you know then we sort of calmed them down and i thought we made some you know someone made some big shots jade and obviously made a bunch of big shots and we got some timely stops another building block for your team's belief system um come back and win a game like this where you kind of came back from the dead here what's it do for your ball club well, I almost feel like we were two and one today. I mean, I thought we, you know, you feel like you're going to win the game and then you, you know, you're looking at it like you could lose the game because of what we did. And then you come back and win the game. So, uh, you know, I, I thought Wilmington played really hard, especially in the second half. I thought, you know, Harvey and, and those guys all gave him big minutes and big points. And Sims was terrific, made some timely 
uh, shots. But I think from a standpoint of not giving in, it would have been easy when you're down. You know, we were up 15 and now you're down 10. You know, this is it's a wrap. And I said to guys, so guys, there's a lot of people turn their TVs off. You're going to find out we're not going away. And I thought that we really fought back, battled back, and showed some character. So it just seemed like in the first half, the, the offense almost ran better when Jaden wasn't in the game. Just I know they had a great plan to take him away. Can you kind of assess that and have that change after halftime? Well, we made shots, and I think the other thing is we, we tried to throw the ball to him too many times when he was in a, in, a, in, in in traffic. And I didn't think Jaden had a great game. He obviously made some great plays, but he missed a bunch of chippies at the rim, and, and, and I think was trying to draw fouls too much as opposed to just jump up and finish. But the other thing is you can't always, we don't always need to enter the ball from the wing. We try to enter the ball from the wing sometimes. We need to enter it from up top so there's, we can see the picture and there's not as much help side. But obviously made some nice corner, you know, little mid, mid-post shots to, to really wrap it up. And I thought Potomac's three right in front of our bench might have been the shot of the game. Coach, can you talk about the play of J.J. Miles tonight? He was sick, we know, and he lost a few days last week and it played a lot better tonight. He was great. I mean, I, you know, we're talking about those, but I mean, you know, he he's, he he carried us in the first half, and uh, you know, he's he's easing his way back into shape. He missed five days, lost some weight. Uh, he, you know, his win wasn't great, and uh, he gave us great, not good minutes. He gave us great minutes. I shot the ball well. I thought his defense was good. Uh, he tried to do what we're supposed to do, and 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 played to win. Anything else, guys? See you guys. Thanks, Thank you. All right, that's the, the man, Joe Dooley, the architect of uh, Joe Dooley 2.0. He is doing a great job. And uh, Bubba, what a great guy uh, to have Joe Dooley, a guy that's going to be a tough-nosed guy who you know that the uh, he's getting it done as far as the kids graduating and uh, certainly doing it in the classroom, student athlete. He's selling the program. I remember uh, I was thinking about this uh, last week about how his first press conference, he said, you know, we've got to we got to put a product on the floor for people to be excited about something. I'm paraphrasing him. And I think you could say now that there's a product on the floor that we can be excited about. Yeah, there definitely is. Um, hopefully we'll continue improving and um, it will remain that way. And when we can finally put fans back in the stands, uh Pirate Nation will show out, uh, show up, and show out uh, the way the way we ha- have seen it on uh, isolated occasions in the past. I've always said that that Williams Arena Minji's College <laughs> can be one of the nation's premier um, basketball atmospheres. Is I mean, you've you've seen what it's what it's done to um, primetime players and opponents through yeah. the through the years, uh, like Dwayne Wade. Uh, now we just have to have a quality product you know night in night out or game in game out and and i think we're on our way to to doing just that i've got an idea how about if we with all this crowd noise are doing how about if we get your dad gary rosenbaum by the way ladies and gentlemen uh to do some of the jungle calls and if they can record that and uh, put that because there was times tonight bubba that you you have a uh, bubba rosenbaum gary rosenbaum the richmonds are there the Barbers are there, a whole bunch of um, Pirate Owl, the Powells are there, the Ponds are there. There's a whole bunch of great pirates in Pirate Nation that would have been losing their mind tonight. I keep coming back to that. But when you have Wilmington, a non-conference game, it's a rival game, in-state game. Uh, they play a fun, exciting brand of basketball. And then we have our great players 
um, the drama tonight, it would have been unbelievable electric in that place. Yeah, it really would have. Um, I think back to some of the battles in the CAA days when we played yeah. in Wilmington, whether it was a game I was able to attend in Greenville or in Wilmington for that matter. Um, a lot of fun matchups and then some as a Pirate fan, not so fun against UNC Wilmington. And they've had our number down through the years. Uh, they've really worn us out down at Trask uh, for the most part. But uh, we've we've certainly uh, – like like – uh, you saw on the screen earlier, I think we're 21 and 13 against them in Greenville now. Yeah. And uh, you, you would hope, I mean, it should be that way at home. You should be winning uh, 60% of the time or more, if if not uh, if not much more so. So hopefully we'll continue to defend the home court. And, uh, you know, I, when I think back, not to get off on a tangent, but I think back um, to the final year of the Eddie Payne era when Joe Dooley was an assistant. A tremendous game uh, when Chucky Robinson was playing for the Pirates and and we beat UNC Wilmington. Um, I want to say it was when Jerry Wainwright was the coach, um, 94-95. Um, what, what a ball game that was. And I think there was 7,600 in Minji's that day. But tremendous game. And um, here in just a moment, uh, we'll, yeah. we'll have – Post-game audio for you from Jaden Gardner, who had his 24th career double-double, his first this season. And uh, those 24 career double-doubles, they rank him fifth or tied for fifth all-time uh, with Errol Bing and also Jim Fairley. No doubt about it. And uh, by the way, uh, I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'll do it real fast. Um, the most I've ever seen Bubba in the modern era is 7-0, and I think. Or you'd have to go back to even that might go back to actually to, I guess we were NAI back then in the 50s. Uh, I'm not sure uh, what, what classification we were, but uh, there was a period of time where we won 41 straight home games. You're talking about dominating. Uh, you're talking about winning. How about 41 straight at home? Can you imagine that? Uh, modern day Pirates winning 41 straight under Joe Dooley. Oh, my goodness. You talk about a tough ticket to get. I was thinking about this right before uh, we started tonight. The great thing about our fan base, it doesn't matter if it's Tiddlywinks, Monopoly, poker, whatever you have. It's If it's got ECU uh, with it, the, the fans are going to be behind it. And you see right now the fruits, the hard work of this coaching staff. And you think about all the people behind the scene, the Kyle Robinsons behind the scene, and the, the guy like uh, the sports information director, Jody Jones, all these men and women we have behind the scenes have really worked hard over the years, Bubba. And it makes me proud to see this program uh, in just a short time. The season has really elevated into a uh, maybe we might be able to see things we've never seen before um, in the next couple. Of, I'm not talking about right the second. I'm talking about the next couple of years. Um, how, how cool would it be to be an NCAA team every single year? And I've said this when Joe Dooley started. It would be fantastic if we got to a point where we were disappointed because we had to settle for the NIT. Yeah, I can't wait for the Pirates to um, to be contending, <laughs> be contending for postseason play, and who knows, it may be this year. We shall see. Just got to keep uh, keep grinding and, and find a way to, to get it done. Uh, but we have those postgame comments for you yep. with Jaden Gardner on the junior Pirate Ford, and let's hear from Jaden right now. 
Jaden, how do you even kind of begin to describe this one? Uh, watching the first half from the bench and then obviously the second half in overtime. That was probably one of the most craziest games I've ever been in. I think probably played like four or five minutes first half. Watched the whole first half. Everything's going good. And then it turns on us. Uh, we kept we kept turning the ball over. Uh, we get down by 10. But uh, Coach kept telling us we can change it. We can change it. And we showed a lot of toughness tonight. We fought back. Uh, we forced overtime. And then we had a great overtime uh, stretching the lead out and closing the game out. So. Yeah, that was the most that was the most uh, craziest game I've been in this part. Hey, Jaden, is this one of those games you can go back later on and learn from? I mean, you got in foul trouble early, and you can kind of learn some things from that. Yeah, it shows it shows uh, who's going to step up and uh, who we can trust and who we can go to. JJ had a big, big first half, hitting a lot of bunch of uh, threes. Uh, Miles James came in, hit a big three. Tumba played great. Luigi was out there playing his uh, playing his tail off, switching on guards. Uh, it was a, a whole team effort the first half, and it, it, that helps. That helps guys when we get in the conference play. You know who you can lean on, who you can trust. Jaden, they were obviously fronting you a lot, trying to deny you the ball in the post. How, how frustrating was that in the second half, especially when they were going on that run, and then to get in that hot spell late in the second half and overtime? How good did that feel? Uh, yeah, it was tough, man. Credit to them. Uh, he had an excellent game plan. They went five guards mostly the whole night, and they were making sure someone was in help. I, I was trying my best. My teammates were trying their best. And uh, eventually, yeah, eventually, eventually we broke through in the end, but it was very, very, uh, very hard to very hard to get the basketball and score tonight. But my teammates stepped up big time, had a lot of big plays. We tumbled down the stretch. Tristan sucks. A lot of good defense. A lot of good things to take on uh, for tonight. Yeah, in overtime, whoever scores first, I feel like has that momentum because I think we we started out and we got to stop, and then we came down and scored, and then we knew, all right, let's let's keep let's keep this going, let's keep going, and uh, we on a sixteen to six run to end the end the uh, first half, and then we won another run in overtime. So our momentum was high. So it, that game was definitely a game of runs. We started our run first, they started, and then we, we finished it. Jaden, they always say that they they always say that great teams find a way to win. Do you feel like you guys are uh, onto something special? We are four and the four time in school history. Uh, yeah, man, we're, we're on to something, and we have a lot of things to get better at, and a lot of things to keep learning. But like I said last time, it's it's great that we're getting better and winning at the same time, and we're winning a different way each time. This was a different way to win. Uh, we were down by a lot late and came back, so went to overtime. Uh, so yeah, this is a great thing to build on, and we're just gonna keep going, keep winning. Hey, this has got to do a lot for your guys' uh, confidence moving forward here. You four zero now. Beat a really physical team tonight, um, one of the better teams in the CAA. Uh, what's this do for you guys moving forward a little bit? Uh, builds our confidence, builds our trust, our character. Um, it builds our toughness, and uh, it shows it shows the guys that when their name is called, they'll be able to they'll be able to step up. And a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people make big plays. Suggs, Tumba, Luigi, Tremont, Tristan, a lot of people stepped up. A lot of people stepped up tonight, and it was good to see. But, yeah, it builds everyone's confidence going forward for uh, get ready for our next match up Thursday. Hey, good. 
there you have the post-game comments from junior forward Jaden Gardner, who again uh, finished with 16 points and 11 rebounds tonight. Uh, he had eight in regulation, but then really stepped up, started knocking down some shots in the uh, overtime period and finished with those 16 points. And now it's just four shy of 1,200 points, um, and he, he should – most definitely do that on Thursday night against North Florida, and he will become the the um, pirate to do that the fastest uh, with his uh, or in his 67th game. Hard to believe that he's played 67 games, but uh, definitely 1,200 points. And I was talking to you guys last night. He's got a legitimate shot to get 2,000 points. And uh, I, is it Blue Edwards that has the most points, Bubba? I think is the uh, points uh, holder, I guess, for the most points ever in school history. I believe that's right. I can't remember the amount of points that Blue would have, but uh, Theodore Edwards, but we'll see. Uh, we'll have to check that. Um, we'll have to fact check that, right? <laughs> they always say that about politics. We'll fact check that. Uh, th I think I'm right on that, but no, uh, I'm not. I'm no. not right. No, uh, it is. Bobby Hodges and then Lester Lyons is second all time with with eighteen twenty five. But okay. Bobby Bobby Hodges, who played fifty one to fifty four, um, that you were referencing earlier when we had so much success, he had two thousand and in eighteen career points, uh, and um, is far and away the uh, the leader there. Um, and and then okay. you had Lester Lyons with one thousand eight twenty five. Um, then Sonny Sonny Russell, another guy from that. Uh, that era of 49 to 53, he had um, a little over 1,600. And then you had wow guys that you're really going to recognize um, for the modern uh, era, uh, guys like Caleb White, B.J. Tyson, Darius Morrow, yeah. Antoine Gill uh, from back in the Eddie Payne days, uh, and et cetera. Right, right now, um, Jaden Garner in, entered the season uh, 14th on the career scoring chart. So he'll definitely uh, keep climbing that ladder. And you would, I mean, you're looking at right now, he has 1,200, like we're talking about. And this is only game number four, you know? And you, so you've got plenty of games for him to play this year. And then he potentially could have another junior season and senior season. I don't know how that's going to play out. We'll see if he, uh, after next year, if he stays or not, uh, as far as declaring for the draft or playing overseas. I don't know what his plans are. I hope he, stays for a fifth year that would be un incredible uh we'll see how that all plays out but right now game number four bubba is going to be um remembered uh, for many reasons uh, for sure yeah for, and definitely um in as far as Jaden and his rank on that scoring chart it was 14th entering the season uh okay. just, just just to be clear and things are really jumped jumbled up through there. Uh, you had Kurt Vanderhorst, who was 10th with 1199. So obviously Jaden's, and he came into the night uh, having scored 60 plus points in three games this year. And then he, so he's, um, now he has moved. Uh, he just passed Brock Young uh, at oh, wow. 1,232. So he, um, he is ninth all time now. That, isn't that crazy? I mean, to think about it, the guy has a lot of basketball left. That's just incredible. But just sounds, says a lot about him. You know, there were people after his freshman year that thought he would transfer and go to a quote, unquote, ACC school or another. And, and there, there's still a lot of time. But 
he he actually gets it that he's something special here. Um, he can continue to keep doing what he's doing. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, still a lot of time for that to figure if that's going to happen. We'll wait until after his career to really have that debate discussion. But based on what he's doing so far, you have to say that he's going to do that. So, all right, right now we have a guy that was uh, down last week, Bubba, but he really, really played well tonight. The best game, I think, wouldn't you say this is the best game in his career so far? It's definitely right up there. I, I'm trying to recall. I know uh, he really it's a got career high. Okay, I I knew it was close if it wasn't because I know I knew last year during conference play he, he had at least two or three games where he knocked down four threes and in addition to some other buckets I knew I knew um, Batumba had the career high with seventeen and I knew JJ was close so I didn't have time to to fact check that one but um, JJ Miles six threes twenty two points tonight in in the victory over UNC Wilmington and let's hear from him right now. JJ is here, so we'll take uh, questions from him. JJ, just how can you describe what it was to be like a, or be a part of this game tonight? Uh, it was good, you know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, my first couple of games back, getting back in rhythm, you know what I'm saying? Like, we started off good and we got down like late towards second, I mean, early in the second half. So it was good to see the team show toughness and fight back and be able to keep composure and come out with the win. When you have a shooting night like tonight, do you know out after warm-ups that you're going to have a good night? I mean, not really. As a shooter, I feel like once you see the first one go in, you know what I'm saying, your teammates find you in your uh, spots, you know what I'm saying, you pretty much down here from there. What was that? I'm sorry, I can't hear you, Demike. What was that? Unmuted. Can you say it one more time, sir? What was that first half like for you? I mean, it was like really like reminiscent for real, like, you know, with this coronavirus and all that, you know what I'm saying? We ain't really been able to get it going, but it, it was a good feeling. JJ, how, you, how can you kind of describe the second half when they were going on that huge run, took all the momentum? What was the mood of the bench like? Because you guys didn't seem to kind of lose your composure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love, like so my teammates, I love my teammates, you know what I'm saying? They're good dudes. They always encourage, you know what I'm saying? So it was tough, you know what I'm saying? It was frustrating that we was turning it over more than we was getting shots. But like I said, we stayed solid, kept our composure. You good? Yes, sir. I appreciate you. There you have the post-game comments of East Carolina's J.J. Miles on the 6-7. Garysburg, North Carolina product, on, again, knocked down six out of seven threes tonight, finishing with a career-high 22 points. Uh, and uh, Dave, last year he did score 21 on two occasions. Uh, the most recent was um, in mid-February when, when he put up 21 against the Tulsa Golden Hurricane out at Tulsa. And, uh, he, and he also had a game – on uh, January 25th against Tulane at Minji's where he knocked down seven threes. Yeah, I remember our, uh, our friend Chris Edwards saying that on the broadcast and uh, 22 is a career high for him. And you know what's great, Bubba, is the very fact, can you imagine when you think think about all the players, you have a, a guy like J.J., he really steps up. And how about Batumba Brody? My goodness, I, I tell you one thing. Uh, Coach even said it, I think it was preseason, uh, maybe one of our Zoom calls, Bubba, 
that uh, that Batumba would be the first to tell you that he was very disappointed, very upset with his junior season, and he he really has uh, been. You can start to see him really come into his own, and that's what's so much fun about college sports. You see these guys really blossom, and you see a guy like Jaden Gardner. Even he's getting better uh, from his uh, even from last season. So I'm just really tickled to death with this team and. Uh, moving forward, uh, I assume we'll have a preview for North Florida. So we'll try to do that for you in the next day or two. And uh, that's coming up on Thursday, as you see on the screen. If you're listening to us on the podcast, it'll be Thursday at 5 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. It's Kyle Barber's favorite time for a basketball game. Not really that sarcastically, I'm saying that. But uh, you know what? Like you said, Bubba, if we, if we have to play every game at 5 p.m., if that's what it takes to win basketball games in Greenville, uh, play every game at 5 p.m. for all I care. Yeah, keep winning, Pirates. Uh, and and <laughs> as, far as, as far as North Florida is concerned, I uh, have not really had a chance to to take much of a look at them in terms of yeah. uh, their personnel. I do know uh, earlier that they had played FAU tonight. They lost a two-point game to them. Um, that game was at UNF. Um, they – they failed 79-77 to the Owls. And then over the weekend on, on Saturday, they had been here in North Carolina taking on High Point. Um, High Point defeated them 85-74. And uh, prior to that, they'd had a very tough schedule. They'd played at three ACC opponents. Um, uh, they opened the season with Eastern Kentucky, uh, lost to the, the Colonels 80-67. to and then um, lost at NC State, 86-51, at Miami, 77-59, and then at Florida State, 86-58. And so tonight was far and away their most competitive loss. And um, it's, it's a game that we should most definitely win, but at the same time, we can't come out there and sleepwalk. Uh, no. Otherwise, we're going to find ourselves in a dogfight. So. And uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Tonight was an excellent wake-up call and a win. Uh, and you saw we answered the call, and and that's multiple times this season we've done that now. And we, in the first two games, um, you know, we we rallied. Jaden Gardner referenced that in his post-game comments, just talking about how we've won in different ways, and you still uh, have have the opportunity to to take a look at the tape and uh, see there's so much that we can improve upon. No doubt. And Bubba, I want to get your opinion on this. I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the show. I was going to mention the fact when I was watching that game and listening to the game, it gave me a feel. And I don't know about you. Everybody's different. But it gave me a feel of a post-tournament, post-season tournament game like an American or maybe, uh, you know, a future game we would have and down the road in the NIT or any kind of postseason play. It didn't feel like the fourth game of the season. It had so much drama, and I'm glad it turned out the way I did, but I want to get your take on that. Yeah, I think I mean, what you saw was, even though this hasn't happened on an annual basis in recent years, then the rivalry between East Carolina and, and um, UNC Wilmington, and this is one – I would love to see it get back to to us playing annually, if not twice annually. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, as much as as much as it would uh, be fun from a fan standpoint, I don't, I don't know that the coaches would necessarily want it to be twice a year. But I think um, saw some comments from 
UNC Wilmington athletic director Jimmy Bass earlier today that um, they're yep. they're wanting to schedule a four game series uh, a home and home with the Pirates instead of just a, a bye game, which is what this was tonight. Yeah, and the fact that Jimmy Bass is an East Carolina guy, right, Bubba? I mean, he he was in the administration, uh, and then he became the athletic director at at Wilmington, right? Yeah, uh, he he actually Jimmy's. I, I get what you're saying, and he is an East Carolina guy in, in a in a sense because he had multiple stints here for sure, and then he's actually an alum of of NC State, right? Yeah, I'm not saying he's a um, well, yeah. alum of that, but, just, but the fact that he was administration. My yeah. point is, he has ties here and right. uh, roots here. Not that he's a a pirate, meaning that he graduated here, right. his alma mater. But uh, the fact that he he gets it, uh, I was happy to hear that. And again tonight with uh, Chris ref, uh, Chris our friend Chris Edwards referenced that on the ESPN Plus broadcast tonight with Jay Sunhalter. Um, the the fact the local I guess the, he made comments I guess to uh, local paper and the local media and and I think that's uh, it's a p- important game and um, definitely for Wilmington and for East Carolina for both teams it makes perfect sense to play a game uh, at least one game or or home and home and then you have each year and then you have at least once a year and then you have games like Charlotte and you have a game like um, you know with uh, Campbell and, and Bubba with, uh, you know, we talk all the time about our financial woes. Uh, you know, you, you, uh, one of the things I think Jimmy Bass mentioned or certainly was mentioned on the broadcast is, I mean, that's a two hour game. That's a, a easy drive. That's a bus ride where a lot of times we're driving on a plane somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's a game, obviously, under normal circumstances. It's great for the fans, uh, whether it's in Greenville or Wilmington. And they they love uh an opportunity to knock off the Pirates, and from their perspective, um, that makes perfect sense. You know, they don't have football, and um, East Carolina is obviously well-followed in the eastern part of the state um, particularly, and uh, I can imagine that, you know, they get tired of hearing about East Carolina. And, uh, in Wilmington, right? <laughs> there's a lot of Pirate fans in Wilmington. There's plenty of um, Pirate alums and uh, – students, et cetera, that um, are you know, from Wilmington or that general area. So, yes, it's a great game. It's what college sports, um, what makes college sports great, the, the rivalry matchups like that. Uh, you know, I, I remember, you know, I guess it was during the Bill Herian era, uh, maybe the second or third year of the Herian era, um, we had gone down there, my dad and I, and right outside of Trask, um, they had a they had a bug um, that was painted painted purple. And they were selling tickets to students to um, for an opportunity to swing a sledgehammer and and knock the window, you know, kind of a demolition derby oh, type, yeah. type of deal. And they were just hammering that bug that that was spray painted to purple with uh, ECU <laughs> and gold on the side. I bet that went over really well with Gary Rosenbaum. I'm just I have a feeling that was. And that, I'm that, sure you enjoyed that. That was also the infamous. Um, game where um, where Fred Primus, who played for the Pirates, um, they the Wilmington students draped a banner uh, over 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 Fred's <laughs> face as he was leaving the court. Uh, you know, going going to the locker room, and uh, there was a little exchange there. So um, memorable night in Wilmington uh, from that standpoint. Un- unfortunately, we lost the ball game. 
Yeah, we've had a lot of uh, tough games with uh, them over the years, especially, like you said, down in Wilmington at Trask Coliseum. But the good news is Pirates get a big win, 88-78 to 78 in overtime. And uh, first overtime of the year, first overtime game, Bubba. And you have a feeling like that uh, when we have uh, the games we have coming up, we'll, we'll take one game at a time. North Florida, again, is 5 o'clock on, on Thursday, ESPN+. Plus, and, of course, our good friends – uh, with Learfield IMG College, and that's our good friends Jeff Charles and Cy Seymour on the call. They'll have that airtime. It should be at 4.30 on Thursday afternoon. So if you want it radio-wise, like Kyle said, if you're if you're trying to get home, maybe you're listening at work, you can listen to the game, and that'll be on Learfield IMG. You can get that on TuneIn Radio app or certainly locally, uh, the flagship station's 107.9 WNCT. Uh, so we want to give them a shout out. Bubba, it's uh, so great for us to be able to talk about overtime. And we've had uh, four successful overtime games where, meaning uh, broadcast, not overtime games, uh, where we're talking about wins, not losses. Not like those close games where we're talking about where some people call them moral victories. Yes, yeah, the trend I can certainly get used to. It's, it's a lot of fun uh, being able to talk about win after win. Let's, let's hope it continues. No doubt, and uh, I know that Kyle went to sleep about 30 minutes ago. Bubba, uh, hope you're feeling better, brother, and uh, same to Stacy. Give her a shout out, and uh, we uh, I have to work tomorrow, so uh, I want y'all to get better. And I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to get some sleep, but uh, man, I'm going to sleep a lot better knowing the Pirates get a big win over UNC Double over the Seahawks again, 88-78 in overtime. We'll uh, mention that for the final time. Thank you so much to for everybody listening. And we'll see you next time right here on Overtime. We'll be doing it again Thursday night right here. Good night, everybody. And as always, go Pirates!